You're listening to the Close to Home Podcast, where we believe your home should feel like your favorite place, not just a space. Tune in to get your questions answered, hear from experts, and learn the newest trends, how-tos, and stories to live your best life at home. If you're ready to learn about the housing market, get your financial house in order, be entertained, or make your best life at home, this show is for you. Now here's your host, realtor, educator, investor, and dog lover, Brennan Klaus. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Close to Home podcast. It's your hosts, I'm Brennan Klaus, and I'm here with... Tracy Erickson. And we are back for another episode today. We're super excited to have Alice Yao with us from Ayao Insurance, local insurance company here in the Puget Sound area. And today we're talking all about your insurance questions. And um, as, a, as a new buyer in your home, there are oftentimes, well, you always have to have insurance, but there are oftentimes yeah. that questions come up and uh, people want to know um, about insurance. It's one of the things you shop for during your transaction. Um, you have to get insurance uh, required by your lender, your mortgage lender, before you actually close on the transaction. And they include that insurance cost in your monthly mortgage payment. And so it is a big part of this home buying process, wouldn't you say, Tracy? Oh, absolutely. Um, it, you know, like you said, it's one of those things that everyone has to have. And there's so many questions, I think, when trying to choose the right insurance provider for you. Um, what is this going to cover? I mean, this is your big new purchase and, uh, you know, you're investing a lot of money into your home. So clearly you want to make sure that it is protected uh, by whichever insurance company you choose. So Alice, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and how you got started in insurance and a little bit about your company as well? Sounds good. Thanks, Brennan and Tracy. It's good to be here. I'm super excited because this is my first podcast. So um, I <laughs> want to thank you guys for inviting yeah. me to do this today. Um, so my name is Alice Yao, and I own a an agency here in Kirkland, Washington. Um, I've been a licensed, licensed agent here in Puget Sound for about uh, 13 years now, since 2007, uh, right off of college from UW. You know, I really love the fact that I can help people with their insurance and also just to share that insurance knowledge with folks. And there is so much to know about insurance and what better way to help than to to share all this information with everyone. So I, I got to say, I'm one of the very lucky ones who love what I do for work. So yeah, so that's a little bit about myself. Um, I'm very excited because first-time home buyers are um, people that we love to work with, and a lot of them are, I would say, you know, really just getting into the first process of, um, you know, being independent and you know owning their own home, owning their own, you know having their own insurance, and so uh, it's definitely exciting times, and, and we love to be you know a part of the process when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the steps that you take when, you know, you have a buyer coming to you saying, Alice, I'm buying my first house. What do I do? What do I need? Yeah. So that's, let's start with the most basic question. You know, what is homeowners insurance and, and why, why, why we need it? I mean, you guys touch on uh, some of the points, so that's really good, but homeowners insurance is really the insurance policy that protects 
your home in case a sudden and accidental destructive event caused damage to your home and to your belongings. And, you know, a couple of reasons why we need it. And Brendan touched on that first the mortgage lenders will require you to have that because that's um, part of the loan uh, process. And then the second reason is really simple. It is why we want to protect um, one of our biggest assets. Like Tracy, yeah. you mentioned, it is the biggest purchase that we, many of us would um, make in our lives. And so we definitely want to make sure the proper protection is in place. Yes. So, I mean, Alice, let's, let's kind of dig in. I mean, what are some mm -hmm. of the possible things that could happen that, you know, a new homeowner may need insurance for. Yeah. So um, if you look at a homeowner's policy, there are the six major components that come with the policy. So there's the dwelling protection, the personal property coverage, other structures coverage, and then the personal liability coverage. Um, and then in addition to that, we have the medical payments and loss of use or what we call additional living expense. So these are all major coverages that that would come with a standard homeowner's policy. And what they really do is they ensure specific uh, components within your home. So, for example, take the dwelling, which is one of the most important coverage that you would need for the homeowner's policy. And that is the one that covers the structure of the building. So if something happens to it, let's say a tree fell on the house um, and you need your you need your roof replaced and the siding replaced, things like that. That's what the dwelling is for. And then whatever damage that's within your personal prop within your home that you own, um, that would be covered under the personal property coverage. So sorry to stop. Sorry to interrupt. But so for instance, <laughs> um, it's the middle of winter and a huge tree falls on my roof. Obviously um, it crashes down, you know, it, it breaks through the roof. But then on top of that, you know, my couch and my coffee table and all of my living room furniture are also ruined from this accident. So would that be covered under my homeowner's policy as well? Yes, absolutely. Wind damage is by far the most common claims here in the in the Pacific Northwest um, during, like you said, the fall and the winter seasons. Um, that's really what we do a lot here is, you know, during this during these type of um, situations we handle through the homeowner's policy to cover for re rebuilding or replacing, you're repairing the home and then replacing everything that's damaged within the house when something like that happens. Another common one people are often worried about is earthquake insurance. Yeah. Can you talk a little point. bit about that? Yeah, that's a good one because earthquake insurance is um, excluded from our standard homeowner's policy. And so it's a coverage that you definitely want to look into outside of your basic homeowner's policy. And typically it comes in two different forms, either um, depending on the company that you work with, you can either add on to your uh, standard homeowner's policy or you can insure a separate policy, um, which is just specific, specifically for earthquake. And so it acts actually very similar to your homeowner's policy. It has the same protection, dwelling, personal property, loss of use, things like that. Um, but more importantly, it's to understand how the policy works, because um, as far as comparison goes, it definitely has a much larger deductible amount compared to your standard homeowner's policy. So most earthquake policies starts at 10% of the dwelling coverage as the deductible and then it goes up from there to like 15, 20, 25 percent, just depending on the company that you work with. And is the earthquake insurance a more expensive policy to pay for? I would say it depends, but it is definitely additional cost that is 
because it's an optional coverage where the homeowners can choose whether they want to you know, pick this up or not, um, it's additional cost for a homeowner to have to um, you know, spend in order for them to have this policy because most lenders don't require it. Um, so it's yeah. definitely something that the homeowners need to do it on their own. So something I've seen on policies and I've actually had uh, buyers ask me about is like, well, Tracy, how do I know how much the land is worth versus the actual home? Because isn't that something on the policy that you as the insurance provider would like to know, like how much is the physical structure worth versus the actual piece of land that it sits on? Absolutely. So, so the biggest component that we talked just talked about the dwelling protection it actually the 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 coverage limit for dwelling really comes from the home replacement cost calculation so when i say home replacement costs because in the a standard homeowner's policy is designed to protect the building the structure so we only look at what it would cost to replace this building in case there was a total loss event when we talk about home replacement costs, it's really the major um, the major thing that we look at when we determine how much coverage this home needs to be insured. So it's basically like if this home were to unfortunately burn down to the ground mm-hmm. and everything inside of it went and, you know, all the wall, everything's gone. So you have to rebuild this structure. Mm-hmm. That's what you're determining in that amount is what That's is it right. going to take to rebuild this structure and then the personal property side of it would be what you're insured up to for everything within the walls. Is that correct? Correct. So a a great analogy that I like to use is um, if you have your home, if you flip it upside down, whatever that falls are, it's going to be covered under your personal property coverage. And then whatever that stays intact is going to be covered under your dwelling protection. And that dwelling protection, again, it's derived from, you know, the home replacement costs on how much we need to, um, to rebuild the building in case, you know, something happens to it. And like you said, in fact, I actually had a customer just a couple of years ago, had a big house fire and it was deemed a total loss. So they had to yeah. rebuild the entire house from ground up yeah. um, and he had to use his entire dwelling coverage um, to to do so, to, to rebuild his home. What if, you know, you had a gorgeous remodeled house, you know, um, like just you've done it out to the nines, everything's brand new, you know, and that burns to the ground versus an older home that hasn't had any maintenance, that hasn't had any upgrades. Um, You know, how do you differentiate between those two in a situation like if it's a total loss? That's a really good question. So when we, um, when we insure a homeowner's policy, when we, when we start the quoting process, how we come to that, how we calculate home replacement costs um, includes us as agents or anybody that's working on the quote to input all of the details of the home at the time of the application. So at the time of quoting or applying for this home insurance, we include, we, we enter in all of the details that that is of that home at this current stage. Mm-hmm. And when I say details of the home, you know, we have all of the the things um, in mind, including year built, square footage, 
um, even quality of the build. For example, if the kitchen was remodeled, bathroom remodeled, things like that, we include all of that into it. Um, it even the deck or um, any outbuildings. So for example, your sheds or your um, barns or anything like that, that's part of the property that's within the premise of the property. We include all of that into the home replacement cost calculator. And that's how we are able to determine how much we are needing to insure this home for at this point in time. Now, most of the standard homeowners policy have what we call an inflation guard built into place where every year that dwelling protection actually gets adjusted based on the inflation index. And so that's a really nice feature because then the homeowners don't necessarily have to think about, oh, do I need to increase that this year because the cost of lumber went up, things like that. Right. But more importantly, we do have regular insurance reviews with our customers to make sure that, hey, if they, you know, just went and, um, open their, you know, open their, um, their garage into a, a living space. We want to make sure to include that update in their home replacement costs calculation so that we can make sure their dwelling is still properly um, and, you know, accurately insured. So this is part of the process that we do. And I encourage everyone to do to review their insurance policy with their agent and, or make sure that they're still properly insured when they look at their policy documents. So Alice, here's an interesting question for you. What if I were to say, um, getting my insurance policy and I'm like, Alice, I have a very special chandelier uh, that we're putting in our dining room from Europe that I spent $20,000 on. And, you know, I want to make sure that if anything happens to my home, that my $20,000 chandelier is protected. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So Part of the chandelier, because it's attached to the wall, it's covered under the dwelling protection. All we'll need to do is to show that, you know, we purchased this a year ago, two years ago, and we can get this same or similar chandelier put back in when they're rebuilding or replacing the things in the house. And so um, that's covered as part of the, the standard homeowner's policy. And that's going to go into, obviously, the limit that you have insured under your policy as well. But let's maybe jump a little bit further ahead and, and talk about the things that possibly have coverage limits to them. So um, more so on the personal property side of things, because that's where we see more limitations. And I would say most homeowners policy out there would have a would place a limit in um, specific items like high value items, such as jewelry, um, such as yeah. um, guns, you know, firearms, um, any collectibles, any fine arts, things like that. Most insurance companies would say, okay, you know, we're only going to insure up to the certain amount for this policy. So that's when we look into special coverage, such as scheduling the specific item to make sure we're insuring the value of it. I remember my husband did that. I think when, um, I hope he did when we got married with, <laughs> with my, with my rings, because he was yes. like, you know, he, I remember he specifically called in to make sure that those were insured just in case Tracy ever lost one, which I haven't yet. So. <laughs> That's great. That's important. Now there are also a lot of older houses in Seattle and we come across a lot of issues with those specifically um, outdated wiring or outdated plumbing. And um, Tracy and I have talked about this a lot because knob and tube wiring, which is the older version, 
can very uh -huh. easily catch fire because there's insulation around it and the wires are not protected. Um, and so some insurance agencies will not protect the electrical or the home if you have knob and tube wiring. We just had some buyers actually go through this a few weeks ago where they were like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And, you know, what, what do they do, Alice? We are able, as far as us, we actually are able to insure homes with knob and tube wiring. I do right. say, I, you know, coming from experience, I do get a lot of people asking about this just because, like you mentioned, there are, you know, quite a bit of older homes around our area. Um, I know there are many insurance companies out there that won't insure a home with knob and tube wiring. But as far as we are concerned, we don't have any issues with that. Great. So outside of the insurance policies themselves, do you have any recommendations for our listeners about what they should look for in an insurance agent that they're choosing? Are there anything specifically that you think are really important for people to pay attention to? Yes, I definitely think that because we are insuring one of our biggest assets and one of our biggest investments, it's important to find um, an, a knowledgeable and experienced agent to review the coverages and to make sure that you're properly protected. I mean, if if you know customers are looking to experts like you and you know like Brendan and Tracy to to find the perfect home for them, then they should be looking for an expert to ensure that perfect home of theirs. And so I think it's important to have someone knowledgeable and to have someone that's experienced to look at things for the customer so that they can really fit the needs and, and make sure they're, they're well covered. You know, I have an interesting question for you, um, Alice. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, when a buyer is purchasing a condo? And, you know, I mean, they'll say, well, what do I do? Do I need to get a policy? What is it? Is it going to cover the outside of the building or the building already said that they have a master policy? What does that mean? Will that cover me or do I need to get my own? Yeah, that's a great topic because I think we come across this on on a regular basis because we do have a lot of condo, condo homes and townhomes in our area as well. And so one of the most interesting things about condos is that you have the element of the, like you said, the master policy in place. Condo master policies are, they're interesting policies and they could, they, they vary from, for, a, for on that, on that spectrum for a number of different coverages that they, they, they offer, I should say. So some master policies are going to have um, coverage for the structure of the building and plus the unit interior. So that's your most comprehensive condo master policies is, you know, they cover the entire building, including the units. Um, and then you have the ones, the, the master policies that only cover the structure, you know, nothing else. They just do the structures and the common areas, I should say, structure and common areas. And then you have the master policies that only do common areas. They don't cover the buildings at all. And I, I learned this um, through the experience as well. It's just kind of because we don't do a lot of master policies, but we learned it by talking to people and really reading through master policies and learning how they work. Um, master policy is really where you want to start with so that you can determine what type of policies, individual policies that you would need to get for yourself. So take, for example, the coverage that or the policy, the master policy that covers just the common areas, nothing else. 
So for those people, they actually need a homeowner's policy. They don't need a condo policy. Yeah. Um, so for the master policies that cover the structure, that's when the customers will need to purchase a HO6 or a condo policy to cover the unit interior. And when I say unit interior, a lot of times, basically just anything that's attached to the wall inside the unit is going to be the, con- the condo owner's um, responsibility. And so that's what the HO6 um does for them. And with condo policies, it comes with a lot of the same common coverages as your homeowner's policy. It's just how it's covering the building itself that's a little bit different. Yeah. Another big thing on condo policies is loss assessment coverage. And I think people don't know about this coverage enough just because it's not commonly explained or commonly talked about. But loss assessment is a big one on condo policies because as a condo unit owner, you are sharing um, common areas and shared spaces with other unit owners. So the association has the right to assess you as a unit owner when a loss happens when they, let's say they don't want to use their insurance policy, they don't want to use the master policy, they just want to pay out of it from their reserve or anything like that. They have the right to assess you as a unit owner so that if you were assessed at, let's say a big amount, like a $10,000 assessment that came your way, you could turn to your condo policy and say, hey, I want this covered. And your condo policy would jump in and cover for it just using, you know, the coverage, the loss assessment coverage that you have in place. So it's really important to really understand what you have um, in terms of what's going to, what those coverages are going to do for you in those instances. Common one we hear about in condos or that I've heard like happening um, more often than not is um, like water, you know, if you're above, if you, you are sitting above another unit, the bathtub overflows, the dishwasher overflows, the washing machine overflows, and then gets in the wall and leaks down to the unit below it or to the unit next to it. So if you were protected by your own policy, a walls in coverage, that is what you would use that for, correct? Correct. So you would use that coverage to protect your unit and your upstairs neighbor would use their own condo policy to cover for the damage in in their unit. Yeah. And I mean, I think, Brennan, I mean, I don't know. I, I hear about that happening. Like, I actually yeah. had, I had a client who um, had a, actually had a fire in her condo unit and the fire sprinklers went off and flooded her yeah. unit and the unit below and her next door neighbor unit because the fire yeah. sprinklers are connected. And so, oh, no. yeah, so water is definitely a huge piece in condo and I'm, I'm really glad that you brought it up, Tracy, because we I think we handle that too often. I know. I had a client who had a condo and his upstairs neighbor um, basically flooded his bathtub on two separate occasions, left the water running and flood, and it flooded into his unit. That's It's no fun because when a condo claim happens, you have so many parties that are involved that makes it just you know that much more complicated. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. As opposed to like single family home, you're just taking care of your your own house, you know? I know firsthand because I live in a town home and we have a, you know, association in place. So, you know, pretty much anything that we ha- we're, that we need to do for our homes or even our yards have to go through the association. So w- when a claim happens, the association naturally has to be involved and it just really depends on how how, you know, effective they are to help us through the, the, the process. 
it is a big commitment to live, you know, when you choose to live in a condo, a co-op, sharing walls in a townhouse. Yeah. Well, Brendan, any other questions for Alice? I don't think so. Is there anything else you think we should know? I think we've covered a lot today and I would say, you know, I would like to elaborate on, on a few more things, but, you know, for time purposes, I want to be mindful about that. Um, but if you guys have any questions at all, like anytime a customer comes to you with any sort of uh, potential claim questions or anything like that, please don't hesitate to reach out to me because I'm, I, I love talking about insurance. I couldn't, I cannot stop talking about insurance. My family hates it, <laughs> but I have all kinds of stories to share and, and all kinds of information to share. So I'm really happy that um, that you let, you know, you give me this opportunity to, to jump on this podcast and share all this because it just makes me super happy. <laughs> Definitely check out my website. It's teamayao.com. So team and then ayao, um, our agency name, A-Y-A-O. That's where I have the majority of my um, brain knowledge <laughs> all splattered across the website. Um, it's yeah. It's got a lot of information, a lot of good information that you might not be able to find anywhere else just because it's all through experience that I, I that I want to share with everyone. So definitely check out my website and you know our Facebook pages we're super active on that. so um, like us on Facebook and you know we're, we're here for you. Thank you. you. We'll definitely link to that in the show notes so everyone can go check you out and we really appreciate you being on here we it's clear that you love what you do so we love that just like us um and it's a good reminder to everyone listening you know you have to make sure that your insurance is the correct type for you and that you're protected in the correct way because a lot of things could go wrong we hope they never do but if they do we just got to be careful and make sure that you're super protected so i think it's a great reminder for that reason too yes absolutely Well, thank thank you all. Thanks for tuning in. And um, we will uh, link to your contact, Alice. And uh, we loved having you here, having this conversation with you. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Close to Home podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at closetohomepodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can also find us on social media with the hashtag close to home podcast. Thanks for tuning in.